I'm excited okay. about this week. I must okay. admit. Is that because you only had one thing to do for this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. And yeah. do you know what? Last week, I must admit, like, I tried not to bring negative energy to the podcast, but I was like, I'm not feeling it this week because I didn't enjoy the book. I didn't enjoy the album. I just like, I knew I was going to bag both of them last week. So I was a little bit like down in the dumps about the whole thing. This week, I've got better energy. Um, nice. Ready to go. Ready to reckon, go. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm you're going to be a go. good student I'm... this week. And you're going to remember to hand in your homework. I've, I've done my homework. I, I have, admittedly, I haven't started um, the pilgrim thing, which Neither have I. I need to do. Okay, cool. No, that's, so that's fine. Because this week has been... Um, so, unfortunately for me, um, a couple of my favourite bands uh, released music this week. Um, and so I was like, I've got a lot of music that I really, really want to listen to. So most of my time was taken up uh, listening to music this week, which was which was nice, which is always nice. But then, obviously, didn't have time to just like settle down, put my nose in the book and get going. So... No. And yeah. it's a beast as well. It's such a big one. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. It's, <laughs> 700 it's 730, yeah, 736, mate. So yeah. it's okay. one of those things. I looked at that and I thought, I'll start that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, you, you, you do all the, um, oh, we're back in school again. Yeah, we've pushed, we're, we're pushing the big project back as far as we can. And we're going to do it all last minute. That's the what's going to happen. And then um, well, we'll do all the little things it's, first. It's a fictional book, right? Am I correct? Mm. I got that part right. Yeah. Yes, and I think it's like multiple, so. um, like little storylines that are going on there, or something like that. Right. I'm interested because you said you don't. Um, I know you said you don't really lean what, uh, well towards fantasy and like sci-fi stuff because if it's not no. real, but but with like fiction, yeah. if it's like realistic fiction, how are you book-wise with stuff like that? I'm still not, I'm still not interested really to mm. be, it's a waste of time to me. I'm just like, I, I want to read something that when I finish it, I'm like, I'm going to take that with me and I'm going to use that. Um, and typically with books like this, you don't get that, do you? Do you know what I mean? I want something tangible that I can go, oh, I've learned this and I'm now going to use this and I'm going to implement it in life. I don't want something where I go, oh, that was a nice story. Hmm. better get on with my day do you know like it's that's okay. the way i think but i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna throw my toys out the pram i know i can be a child i'm not gonna be a child i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna well, sit it would and be I'm very interesting if we if we touch on a couple of little fantasy stories here and if if those are the things that you're looking for looking for things to like take away from a, a story or something like that then maybe you could uh you'll find some uh lessons in little fantasy books i don't know it might be interesting <laughs> <laughs> big fat that's what i reckon um so uh, <laughs> i don't know i shouldn't be that negative because obviously somebody has been generous enough to send us a book recommendation but to that specific person <laughs> wow <laughs> i know where we're gonna get all of the um all of the uh the criticism in the public eye from it's gonna be from these moments isn't it Everyone. what do you mean well, public eye. We we need to have people listen first, mate. <laughs> like, yeah, with their public ear. Yeah. Well, if if we were to ever get anywhere, I can see why. Uh, I can see what the Daily Mail would write about us, and uh, I could see what the uh, what controversial things the Guardian might put out about us. And uh, yeah, Daily Mail would love us. I reckon. I reckon we are Daily Mail through and through because we're 
a load of tripe or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. I yeah. think they'd like us. They could, you could see us as a little sideline like... Travis, Travis, Pepper, and the moron have lost six stone in six weeks. How did they do it? Six stone in six weeks. <laughs> that would be super good going I'd be for us, gone. wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, would... you would be like a little stick. <laughs> You've already no, called me this, would, this drug uh, addicted heroin user last week. Yeah. So Last week. Uh. I said you look like a drug addict because you're quite thin and you're quite gaunt a lot of the time. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you've been getting some sun out in Germany. You said it's been hot there. So you've been tanning up. Oh, I thought you meant sun would help print. with the like how big I am. And I was like, I'm not a plant, so I'm not going to grow. Just I'm not going to put on <laughs> no. weight just by being in the sun. No, no, no. I wanted to get your, your, your skin color to change from translucent to slightly visible. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Yeah. I've been, I've been keeping my skin uh, nice and taking care of uh, staying out of the, the sun where I can. Cause I'm a, I'm a beautiful English rose. That's what I am. You know, not, not one of these uh, sexy Ibiza boys. No, that's not my, I'd love to take you to Ibiza. Honestly, mate, we could just go through. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the In Betweeners movie when Will is picking his outfit for a night out and he's got yeah, he's got like yeah, yeah. four <laughs> he's got four of the same he's got four of the same outfits lined up. That would be you, just uh, leopard print, leopard print. Yeah, shirts, okay, right but... <laughs> there we go. I was like, no, not that style, but yeah, okay, leopard print. I would treat it yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. school trip. If 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 Travis Pepper's mentoring a moron is the school, then Arbitha can be the school trip, and I'll be there going, oh, that's very. No- haven't seen these in their uh, natural habitat before. Okay, I've only seen these on uh, seen these on the streets of Birmingham. Oh, weird. What are you doing? To- no, you don't bump into people from Birmingham. Ah, uh, they're not allowed. See, this is- I need I need educating. Don't think I've ever met somebody from Birmingham. Lots from Manchester and Liverpool. Those types of they they seem to congregate. Oh well, I'll definitely fit in. <laughs> would we fit in in Ibiza? It's a tough one, isn't it? We would either fit in or be a token. That's what we'd be. People would like uh, people would like to look at us as part of the entertainment, but they won't actually want to associate with us at all. So pretty much the same as normal life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much changes. <laughs> Nothing changes. No. It's like you try no, to escape no, no. to a new country, live a new life, life, and then you realise that you're actually the same. And when you meet all these new people, they uh, they know what you're like, and you're like, oh, I was going to reinvent myself, but never mind. Okay, guess I'm just me. You can't you can't do that because of the podcast now. You know, we'll have so many listeners that people will know the ins and outs. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. If you did have somebody that listened to this whole thing, right? And then there's obviously been some stories of, you know, like, let, let me say, I don't know, the one where, oh, that Chloe that painted my willy blue, right? <laughs> it's quite a personal story, that. And I was thinking to myself, if this ever takes off, you could, hmm. you could have somebody coming up, to the, coming up to you in the street and being like, I know your penis was painted blue once. And to be honest, that's, that's a dream. A I mean, a weird thing, yeah. No, but it's weird, isn't it? It's weird to think people know that. Do you know the other weird thing I was thinking? This Mm. is a bit morbid, actually, to be fair. This is a little bit... I was thinking, if we died, wouldn't it be nice? Do you think it'd be a nice thing if people could listen back to our voices? Or do you think it'd be freaky? Uh, I wouldn't care. I'd be dead, to be honest. So Yeah. Well, because I was thinking about it. I was like, if I liked someone and then they... Like, say you died... I was thinking to myself, would I be able to listen to this podcast again? Would I be able to just hear your dulcet tones in my ear? I think you would. I think, I think you'd um, 
you'd you'd listen back and be all nostalgic and uh then you go and tell people oh i once uh made this podcast with this guy called travis <laughs> and uh that will be your your emotion for the year when you remember me okay. <laughs> yeah no i i i'm i'm sticking to this emotion but okay. i would definitely get up and sing i'd definitely get up and sing at your funeral for sure like there's no music look- playing at all no one's saying anything you weren't even meant to say anything but you still get up and sing yeah yeah i reckon if you sometimes feel like a moron don't worry we've got one too because we're not that clever but we make it all up with our can-do attitude so if you like a bit of banter with me and this old of content and it won't make sense it's the travis pepper show so have you had uh, have you got anything exciting to report i've had the most boring week mate ah. this week so i was kind of like yeah the highlights of my week have been pretty null avoid oh i found a sneaky gym that's probably been the, the best ex- the a most exciting gym. thing that's happened to yeah sneaky gym sneaky gym i feel like this gym. is just like a replacement to me because I'm thinking of the name gym, but uh, I'm assuming you mean a workout space. Yeah. And you're not I mean biceps, me. mate. I mean biceps and biceps. triceps and all those seps. I mean, like Ibiza standing on the side of the beach, ripped seps. Those mm. <laughs> I don't know what that last one was. <laughs> um, but yeah, because obviously it's all closed down at the moment, isn't mm-hmm. it? Social distancing and all that. Yeah. But my brother... Um, he works for a landscaping company. I call him the chief strimmer because he strims and he trims for his living. That's what he does. So he's actually saved in my phone as the chief strimmer. Anyway, at their yard, they have a gym, like one of these. Um, I'll send you a photo of it. Mm. It's one of these like multi fitness gyms, you know, where you can do every single exercise on one machine. Um, but they have one of them. Right. in the yard and they were and they were like you can come and use it if you want because the gyms are closed so i was like woohoo oh they're looking yeah. after you making sure that you don't yeah. like you're, you're limited on your height so they're making sure that you're not limited on your width this is good absolutely absolutely oh, really i've got to keep my mis- i've got to keep my mr strong complexion up <laughs> <laughs> you, you get the muscle so at a distance oh. you'll look like a big guy and then as you move closer people start to realize that you're below chin you're, level you're a prick you're <laughs> i'm sorry oh dear no you're no it's fine it's absolutely fine but yeah <laughs> apart from that like this weekend I went and saw my nan, got some cheese rolls. That's kind of what we do on a Saturday sometimes. That's cute. Um, That's cute. For me, it was, um, we've got my, um, so there are some friends that I have here in Stuttgart and uh, they're English. So we've got two English friends here in Stuttgart and we theorise that we're the only English people in Stuttgart because we haven't met. What, the the three of you? Yeah, the three of us. That's what we think. We haven't met anyone else from England. Everyone else is from like America, Ireland or Australia. Um, but they went back to the UK um, for just before Corona. So they kind of got the last flight so they could uh, stay at their families and stuff. And uh, they were mm-hmm. quite considerate. They were saying um, like, oh, James, you know, if you have even the slight, like flights are getting cancelled. If you're having the slightest worry that uh, you might want to go back during this time, then you really should go. Um, oh, we can get a taxi to the airport together. And I was there going, 
nah, I think I'm going to stay. I think I'm going to stay here. I don't fancy going back to the UK for, for this time. But now, because they've managed to get flights back, they're starting work again um, here in in Germany. So they've flown back over. They came back last weekend. So I've uh, met them. Lockdown's easing quite a bit over here. So we've had some drinks on some roofs and some balconies this weekend. So yeah, it's been, it's oi, been oi. quite nice. Yeah. Sinking the beers. Sinking the beers. Sinking the beers. Yeah. Yeah. On sinking the beer on the rooftop with two lads. No. Um two oh, no. Th- well, the, the mates are the mates are girls, but Just this is my mate um it was my mate's birthday this weekend, actually. So um So were you feeling sorry for yourself on the Sunday? Uh not that bad actually. It we it was we had no. a it was like a late afternoon till uh, sunset happened halfway through. All of his mates are DJs as well. So he set up this um, this rig so people were just jumping in and DJing. Rig? On, yeah, yeah. So he had like the speakers, um, the decks and everything. And people oh, would just decks. jump in and uh, just uh, do some do some sets and it was like huh did you did you jump up there and do something absolutely not <laughs> no, no i no. said a i've never touched this before so i would uh like to have a practice before but the kind of music that i would have played by the time title of your sex tape no oh. it's a bit slow but oh you watched it ah <laughs> <Aww. laughs> what <laughs> i've been in brooklyn 99 then <laughs> i've never tu- i've never did you say i've never touched this before I should have been quicker. Yeah, you should have been. Title of your sex tape. Um, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, so. boom. But yeah, it was. It's been good. Um, but I did find the time to uh, listen to these two uh, albums. So I've got two albums that I listened to this week. But you also, um, we've both now watched. I hope uh, when they see us, right? If they see us, when they see us. Oh, when they see us. As long please as they've got see us at the end. Please don't tell me that you've watched the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I watched a knockoff version. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't afford Netflix. So I've got like a dodgy, I've just got flicks. It's dodgy Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Has all like the knockoff versions on there. So I've, I've watched If You See Me rather than uh, When They See Us. Um, I have watched it. I felt a little bit... I, what I like about this is you can we can be a little bit more chilled about this because the last two weeks for me have been super intense and I can sometimes say the wrong things at the wrong time. So I've had to try really hard the last couple of weeks to like just not say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Mm-hmm, Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it was important for me not to because... It was, it's all been very serious and very important. But I feel like this week, because it's based on true events... I, I can kind of like relax a little bit, even though it is obviously pretty much a true story. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit more loose this week because yeah. of the fact that uh, it was more interesting to look um, at it from like, um, you know, a piece of television as opposed to looking at the, the, the facts and the stories behind it. It was the way where it was directed uh, and like how they shot some of the scenes was were scary to be honest at points, but it was, mm. yeah, it was, it was an interesting to take a different take on it, but again, you know, still, um, quite a dark message behind it all. Um, but for those who don't know when they see us, it's a, it's a television series, a four, four part mini series, uh, about, um, the events that happened in what's called the central park jogger case. 
which was uh, a case where a jogger, a lady uh, in the New York Central Park, uh, was raped one evening. And it follows the stories of uh, five suspects that were falsely accused, prosecuted, um, as associated to the rape in Central Park. So you've got the four four episodes. You've got uh, the first one. It covers like the setup, and then we see them uh, not only through the trial, but also their time in prison as well. So um, yeah, that was when it's when they see us. Uh, it's by Ava DuVernay uh, uh, as well, who's the person who did the Thirteenth documentary. Um, mm. So same person, which is quite cool. It's on Netflix as well. Do you know what I was thinking? Do you mm. know what Netflix have nailed? They've nailed that sound. You know when you're watching a Netflix documentary and you're like, oh, doo doo, and the end comes. Do you know the sound I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You what? I I love that sound. <laughs> I, I I feel like when you hear that, it's like doo doo. It's like I don't know. It's just serious. I think they've got that really. I think that is like one of my highlights of. So if Netflix, I ever need you to be yeah. serious in, in person, I'll just go doo doo. Yeah, and you're, and you're, you're <laughs> I'm, just lo- I'm locked in then. Well, no, I feel like you you hear it and you're like, yeah, shit's coming now. Like mm-hmm. it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy a lot of the Netflix kind of like I don't get so. The way that it works, I guess it's not Netflix that are shooting it. They just buy the rights to it, do they? Off of the directors or whatever. Um, the, the, um, I mean, they uh, they pay for series to be made and they have a creative team. So they have Netflix right. originals. So this was released through Netflix. And I'm, you know, I think you can you can approach, obviously, if you want to make a series, you can approach Netflix to get this made. Was it, was it actually released? Yeah, it was made for Don't Netflix. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, have a clue. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what blew my mind about it? Like the first thing that really got me was the ages of the boys. So the five boys: um, Kevin Richardson, yeah, fourteen years old; mm. Raymond Santana, also fourteen years old; Anton McRae, fifteen years old; Yusuf Salam, fifteen years old; and Corey Wise, sixteen years old. Like mm. that was the bit that blew me away because this, unfortunately. The jogger, I can't think. I can't think of what her name is now, off the top of my head. Um, she was mutilated, right? She was like in a really bad situation, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to to even you, you can't even get your head around why these boys would be motivated to do something like that. That was the thing that kind of got me. Was like at that age, would they really? have those intentions to kind of cause the damage that was caused to that person. Mm. Um, I, I don't know, but that was the thing that kind of took me aback straight away. I was like, the I, the, I thought when, when I'd heard of this case before that these were men, they weren't men, they were boys. They were young. Yeah. They, were, um, they were more than all of them were 10, at least 10 years younger than us. And like, that's, that's crazy. If you it? think like, what I found was um, when they got into the place where they're they're being interrogated, basically um, as part of the case, they were intimidated into giving statements that prosecuted. um, Basically they they, they were convinced to dob in their other, the other, their friends. Well, actually they were people that they not even their friends. They didn't know each other. Yeah. They just like put names and they put words in the kids' mouths. And I have to say for, for the actors, the acting by those kids were was terrifyingly realistic. Just uh, especially yeah, the guy who plays Corey. 
guy who played Corey and the guy who played oh. Kevin um mm. during during their like their interrogation scenes they're, they're they're just like it's just the way the cops cops were there going um what happened what happened and they go I don't know and they would say this happened didn't it and the the kids there going like uh, uh, yeah I guess I don't know like these are they're kids like yeah if I and, and I was remembering what I was like when I was like between 14 and 16 and like <laughs> not not the bravest kid in the world, you know, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just imagining yourself in that position was, was, was terrifying. But I have to say like the acting was crazy good. Um, and yeah, ter- terrifying um, through that. So I, I text you. You were carrying your Warhammers around at 14, weren't you? 14, exactly. 15. That exactly. Was, that was prime Warhammer time. Carrying your little, carrying your little briefcase of all your statues, statues figures, figures, all your little figures, figures into paint. <laughs> figurines. Yeah. Like, did you did you ever play with them? Yeah. Like what was did you did you just paint them? Oh, and then you played a game. With I them mainly painted paint them because that's what I liked about them. Um, but I, yeah, there was a game that you played as well. But well, with the like the thing of like carrying, there's a really really. Um, in the, at the end of the second episode, second episode with the court case. Oh, there's, I was, I was, I was, I was close to like weeping at this point. There was a moment where, um, like you, you've listened to the case that they're putting forward and you're, you're thinking, I'm, I was sat there thinking if I was on the jury, I'd be convinced. Like the opposition didn't like the prosecutors had no seemingly from our point of view. Of course, we we've seen what's happened with the kids, mm-hmm. so we we know. But even then, I was trying to think like, how could I be convinced otherwise? Like these kids that they these kids actually did something, and there was a bit where um, the prosecutors tried to hide some evidence, which was um, a sock with DNA in it, so a semen sample. And um, one of the lawyers is uh, talking to a witness and the witness accidentally gives up um, that they were asked to do a DNA test on this uh, sample. Um, But the prosecutors weren't bringing that evidence to the table because it would show that none of the kid's DNA was there. So they find this out. The lawyer starts talking to the witness. The witness says, did it have it, you know, didn't have anything to do with these kids. And you could see all of the defendants, all of the family stuff going like, they're like, yes, they're so, they're, they're like, yes, they're off the hook. This is amazing. And they got so excited. And I was just there going like, because obviously this is a real life case. I'm just there going like, no, yeah, it, it's not enough. Like, you know, it's happening, but you see everyone getting excited. That yeah. There's a chance that they're going to be free. And I just was sat there going yeah. like, damn. And then, because little Kevin, um, he plays the trumpet. So this is why with, I was thinking carrying my, my Warhammer, he was carrying around his trumpet first time we meet him. And there's a really little, <laughs> yeah, he was. little artistic scene, which is when the guilty <laughs> verdict is, um, is, is, is given. And it's just Kevin playing this like haunting uh, little just trumpet piece in the middle of the street whilst all yeah. of it's being called it's out. It's like one note, isn't it? It's not really a piece. Yeah, yeah. It's he's like almost hold, He's just almost holding one note and then there's all this kind of catastrophe happening around him in the street. Um, kind of almost like a tornado in the background type thing. Everything's kind of blowing around. Yeah. There's a big breeze that goes by at the same time and uh, adds to the... Atmosphere that it was doing. 
to the atmosphere. Yeah. That's the word that I wanted. But do you know what gets me? Because obviously you and I are into music mm. and um, what got me about that scene is when they're walking into the courthouse on the final time, they play a track and I always murder his name. Um, it's Michael Kiwanuka. Is that how you pronounce his name? Do you know Michael Kiwanuka? Kiwanaku? Kiwanuka? Uh, I think it's Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. Yeah. I'm going to say Kiwanuka. Yeah, yeah. And the track, the track is, he's got two good albums actually. And um, really I should have thought about him early. His, his latest album came out this year. Um, and I listened to it when I was walking around the woods. And it's a really good track, a really good album to listen to when you walk around the woods because it's kind of got this atmospheric vibe to mm-hmm, it. But mm-hmm. I know we're not doing music. Anyway, he's got an, he's got an amazing track called Love and Hate. And um, it's playing at the end of that second episode where they're walking into um the courtroom and oh, that just gave me yeah. like okay that just gave me like not little kind of goosebumps because i was like i don't know it, it just it just fitted really well mm. with um the whole scene and stuff like that gets me i'm like oh yeah this is big this is this is real um yeah but no, for, it was what what that was the one thing that I kind of found episode three a little bit like nah mm. a little bit um, because I, like episode one and two is like the court case, isn't it? And then they go they get sentenced at the end of episode two, yeah. so then there's like another two episodes, and it's like I don't know that that took me a little bit because I almost thought that it was going to be four episodes of the court case and and what was going on, not like two episodes of the court case and then two more episodes and episode three like some of the guys start to come out don't they they start to be released and yeah what is interesting about episode three i find um or i found was that the whole um the concept of them coming out of jail and the struggles that they have to go through in terms of finding a job um reporting into correction officers every three months for the rest of their life i think they're supposed to do yeah there's all these kind of things that they are debilitated from doing because they've got a criminal record um and they're held back really by this mark on their record yeah and that was something that i was kind of like i didn't take that into consideration you forget that people come out and then you know quite rightly i guess in in some cases they're restricted to what they can do but if you're somebody that's um innocent and you've been you know, and and you've been incorrectly, what's the word? Sentenced. Yeah. Um, that must be that must be tough. So episode three, I was kind of like that was what stood out to me, and then episode four, I mean, man. Yeah, episode four focused oh. on Corey because of course wise. Corey was sixteen, and so they prosecuted him as an uh, an adult, and so he got to sent to well adult prison. So he was in there with people older than him and everything like that. Whereas the others were in juvie. Um, so yeah, it's just, see, it was very Shawshank at times just seeing, you know, seeing how everything actually worked behind the scenes and what happened. And, uh, he, there were times when Corey was, he was beaten down to like the status of an animal at times, you know, that he didn't actually have like he wasn't allowed to be human at a lot of points because, you know, he couldn't just, he couldn't even help out um, in the prison. Like uh, when he got moved to a different prison, he got the job as the janitor cleaning up and everything. But yeah, he, before that he had to stay in solitary. Otherwise he would have uh, had the shit beaten out of him at like at every possible time. So yeah, 
that must be tough. Mm. Age 16, then somebody that is innocent going into that situation. Um, and he's also got kind of slight learning difficulties as well, hasn't he? He's, uh, when I read up on him, he, he suffers, well, they said it was HOH, hard of hearing. Um, I don't know kind of uh, how debilitating that is for him, but you can kind of tell that he struggles with communication in the documentary they paint that picture yeah. um and then he struggles with school so he, like he's bunking off school a lot of times when you actually dive into when they start diving into his background but he's yeah in that kind of situation he's been wrongly accused he's been put in jail and he's just getting like the living shit beaten out of him yeah. the whole time uh, uh, you can't help but feel so sorry for him watching that last episode yeah because um, then uh, the thing with his uh he was struggling in school it, but he, he also hadn't even finished school and i saw that kind of came out the points when um he had that one security guard at the prison who like started to look after him a bit um kept bringing him like uh some magazines and some books and when he checked up it's like he reading and stuff and Corey's there he's an adult now he and he's in jail and he's there going i'm trying and i was like shit he he hadn't even finished learning he hadn't fe- finished his education before he got locked away with none so and the prison isn't providing any of this uh you know reform this education for him so he he's he's going to come out as not um a reformed prisoner he, he comes out as a damaged like scarred 16 year old yeah he's he was in his yeah. 20s or whatever when he came out he hadn't learned anything past the age of 16 about, you know, the real world. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be like 28 when he comes out of there. I think he was locked away for 12 mm. years. But yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And episode three, I, I agree with you with the whole, it was a bit jarring as well. But I think the thing that kind of put it into a bit more context for me, and the hard hitting one was the Raymond, Raymond Santana's story throughout that. Because he, he goes back to his father's, but his father's remarried and he's completely shunned by the new uh the new wife and yeah. he's like he's it's he talks to the parole officer um that's where we as the audience get the context of their the kid's situation which is is you've got to be at the house between 9 and 7 or or 7 and 9 or something like that at from at night till the morning and he was like well what if my gaffer wants to come wants me to um do an early shift. It's like, you get another job. It's like, what? Yeah. And that's crazy. So eventually it? he goes, he, 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 in the show, he goes back in for dealing, um, because, um, he that's, does, that's doesn't the, he? No, back into, I don't think he does it. He goes into it, doesn't he? I don't think he does it before he goes in. Does he? Oh no. Before he goes back into prison, um, he goes back into prison. Um, but he knew he, oh, right, he, he okay. started associating because it was the only way, well, the only way he, uh, saw of how to be able to afford rate, uh, rent to be able to move in with his missus because he couldn't, um, he was, wasn't getting any jobs and the hours were ridiculous. Um, and if you think about the kind of complications there, it's like he, he had limitations on where he could, where you live as well. Because, you know, if you've got a, your commute is limited if you need to be literally in the house between certain hours as well, if you think about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is all very limiting, and it like it's it's a good thing that when they came out, obviously they sued the state, and they were all given um, 
a million dollars for every year that they did in jail. Um, so I think Corey ended up with like 12 million, um, mm. something like that, which I guess to an extent money can never buy that time back. You know, it's not going to heal that kind of situation, but it must have yeah. been helpful for them, you know, to get their record clear to get everything lifted and to get that money that must have massively helped. But yeah, you, you imagine for somebody that does go into jail, like rightfully so, and, and then comes out and realized, realizes, Oh fuck, I've made a big mistake here. Um, you're, you're at real disadvantage from there on in. And mm. that was something that was kind of like, yeah, that, that, that registered with me because I was just like, that's, you, you don't think about that side of things. And there is no support. Like you were saying about Sweden before, mm. you know, they, do a lot to help with the correction and i can see now after watching that like how valuable that could be because if you just get chucked out with your belongings when you've done your time and you've got all those limitations and restrictions on you um you can see how people reoffend and, and go back in because yeah, yeah. like with you say Raymond it's almost a need well. yeah yeah it's almost needs must to a, to an extent you know you try you try you try you then get fed up um but at the mm. same time, there are going to be people that are, they do need those restrictions on them. Do you know what I mean? That's where the balance is tough because there's going to be people that do need that restriction. There's going to be people that you do have to watch more than others. Um, so it's a real tough thing to do. But on the whole, like documentary was wicked, man. Like I thought it was very worth a watch. Um, mm. You can easily slip through the four, because when it was four hours, I was like, oh, I could, yeah, I could yeah. be bored here. Do you know what I mean? But it, it does it does quite easily slide through. And the, the other thing that I thought was mental is the fact that when Corey is in um, jail, he bumps into the guy that actually committed that rape, which I thought was mind-blowing. Because like, that's just out of pure chance that he bumps into that guy and they have a scuffle over the telly. Um yeah, and I don't I don't know what it is that motivates the the real culprit to go and start um, confessing, but he then puts his hands up basically and says, "I was there. This is what happened." And they take his DNA and they check the DNA from the jogger, and um, it comes back that it was him. And that's actually how the you know the boys how the boys were proven to be innocent was purely well. I guess mm. it's it was a catalyst that Corey bumped into this dude in the cafeteria or in the communal area in, in a prison. Um, uh, that was, yeah, I don't yeah. know. little things yeah, like that. There was a little exchange mind. between them because, um, the guy who actually did it, um, I think his incentive was that he'd found, uh, God or religion because he, he said that he wasn't going to let others pay for his sins. Um, and, Oh, that's right. Which was, which was yeah. quite interesting. And there was this little scene with Corey as well. um, uh, where where the guy who actually did it was like, yeah, are you still telling people that you didn't do it? And Corey's just like, I didn't do it. Because every time he got his parole hearing, that was another thing. Every time he got his parole mm. hearing, it started with, are you ready to acknowledge what you did and do it? And so yeah. Corey was like, I didn't do it. Yeah. No. Every like, single time like, stuck it, to his guns. And, that must be tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it kind of, something similar happens in uh, the court where uh, they get offered a deal uh, and the, ki the kids go, we, oh, didn't, yeah. we didn't do this. Like, yeah. we, we didn't do it. So we're not going to admit that we did. Something we, yeah. Um, so, yeah, which, is, which, is, which was interesting um, coming off the back of the 13th documentary where you found out that 
majority of um, criminals, uh, black uh, people who are in jail, uh, who, who are of color, do not generally don't go to court, don't go to trial because they're scared mm-hmm. of the, the greater punishment of trying to fight for their own freedom. Um, so people yeah. end up taking deals. So I was, yeah. Oh, it was uh, haunting in a way. Because so. we've, we've done a lot now. Like we've kind of spread over three episodes, right? Like the, mm. um, the Black Lives Matter influenced content that we've done. And I think that that documentary was like a real good way to end it because I felt yeah. like it was really powerful. Mm. Um, I felt like it was like it struck a chord and uh, I would definitely recommend anybody like out of all the stuff that we've done reading the book, the 13th documentary is good. Like I'd say both of those on Netflix are definitely worth a watch. Um, yep. The book is, is worth a read. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough. It's hard hitting, definitely. but um, it's, it's worth a read, but I would say like the two documentaries are easier to digest and, and not want to kind of, uh, yeah, not feel depressed about yourself at the end of it. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately, the two albums that we've had so far have been a have been haven't they? So we haven't had we haven't had we haven't had anything into the Travis Pepper playlist um, for a while now. Yeah, because I mean the last thing that went in was Holy Holy, and I must say, you know, uh, you said about my brother doing quality control. Yeah. Um, for the podcast that he's like been reporting back every week and saying, Oh, it's been too long or you need to change it up or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to hire you. So I've officially hired him as chief of quality, con- <laughs> nice. quality control. So, so he's going to give us quality control. And he got on the playlist the other day and he was like, he was on the Travis Pepper playlist and he was tearing me a new one because basically mate, I put, I put like two albums on there. It was missing. Holy, holy. I had the live version of Mumford and Sons rather than, the like actual oh, Luke. I, I, I was it was shambles and he to be fair he kind of pulled me up on it so I brushed it all up now oh, it's up to lovely. date um, lovely jubbly lovely jubbly and um, yeah we need some so I'm hoping that this week let's talk music because yeah. I'm hoping that this week we've well, be- got before something. we go on to well, before we go on to music Ooh, just got, we'll quickly no 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 just qu- quickly say for everyone who's listening so uh, that was uh, when they see us. Uh, the Netflix documentary okay. Ava DuVernay uh, we recommend checking it out I also think it might be a good one to start with out of all of the three that we've spoken about the book and the 13th it might make the others a bit more accessible um, but yeah really really good and I think we, I guess we both recommend it which is good so yeah, high five high five high, high five. five nice high five. Um, people will think we're in the same room Ooh. Um uh, not yet. I'm looking forward to that day, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for, looking forward to our little podcast on the beach. That'll be good. Um, you, do you think you're going to make it? Uh, well, I'll definitely make it to a beach with you. We've got what 100 episodes to do. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so yeah, got know, two know, years know, to get. Uh, you got, do you think you'll make it to this this August? Well, at the moment, this thing, uh, right? at the moment, no, because I've got a quarantine for two weeks before I can. Like either way. Yeah, yeah. If you fly. No, you don't over here. Boris doesn't give him monkeys, mate. It's like any, any, anything goes over here. Pubs yeah. are open on Saturday again, and like do do as you please. I think is the message. I'll see how the, I'll see what so. what the death toll does before I book any flights. Uh, give it because I so. well I reckon like if need be I'll come on a little like rescue Travis mission. <laughs> I'll like <laughs> Luke tried to <laughs> rescue Travis. Unfortunately, he got stuck in Kent. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to book the ferry. <laughs> I thought we could swim it. 
oh. <laughs> I'm expecting you to turn up like on a on a little like boat, little sailboat. <laughs> I was going to say whizzing across the Thames, but it's definitely not the it's Thames. Definitely not the it? Thames, is it? <laughs> it's the Channel. <laughs> oh, that's it. The Channel uh, whizzing across the Thames. Yeah, you know the Thames uh, Channel. No. <laughs> No. I was close, but no, I, I was genuinely like, I would, cons- I would a hundred percent do it. Like mm. yeah, we, we'd have to sort the logistics out, but I'd get a ferry, <laughs> I'd get a car. I mean, how more socially distanced can you be? We're locked in a little bubble. The <laughs> we, only thing, we just stay the in the car for the whole we- holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come out. Just like, the, knock, knock, knock. As- can't come out. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm tanning in as here. Long it's as- fine. <laughs> as long as we've got a way to have a wee in the car. And there's nothing in there that you're allergic to, which is easier said than done, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, or we just got unlimited EpiPens. It's like a cheat on Grand Theft Auto, you know, and used to get unlimited, <laughs> unlimited <laughs> If we put the adrenaline in, we go faster too. So it's fine. But I would, I would genuinely come on a rescue mission. I'd document the whole thing on the Instagram story as well it'd be so jokes mate because like not that anybody else would give a shit but uh, i would i could do a message to you on the story and then you could do a message back and i could just keep watching it and i'm like i'm getting closer um, <laughs> and then i could it's it's eight hours it's eight hours yeah, I remember you, from me checking yeah yeah i checked it before because i was like i would gen if you were like i'm coming and i need a lift i'd be like right let's do this hmm we could do it. But we'll Me. put a plan together. In the meantime, yeah. we do have a podcast. We do have the... Uh, oh, sorry. I the... thought it was over. I thought we'd done. <laughs> we got to do more. <laughs> well, we have the, uh, the magical wonders of the internet in order to uh, talk about shit um, together anyway. And we have... Yes, yes, yes. yes. So we've got two albums that, <laughs> that I'm going to go through. So I listened to two albums and have to now review these. And so we've got uh, the Aloe Black album, Lift Your Spirit, and uh, Future Dust by the Amazons. Which do you yep. want to hear first? I want to have a wee first. Oh, what? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it's just becoming ridiculous now, isn't it? Do you just listen to that on repeat while I'm away? Yeah, I literally literally had it on repeat. (laughs) Well, I thought about like doing a little commentary and then I thought, no, I can't be asked. So, so you just played it. Will yeah, that then drop straight onto the podcast? Or do you have to then go and twiddle yourself? Uh, twiddle I'll yourself? Go, I'll have to, yeah, I definitely have to twiddle myself before I do anything with the podcast. After I speak to you, oh, I've got to go up. quickly tiddle. Ah. <laughs> Mate, do you know what? I think I, I don't think I've been for a wee the last couple of weeks. And I reckon it was because I was so nervous about the content. Now I'm relaxed. I was just like, it's flowing. You're flowing. Literally. <laughs> oh, God. It's all flowing again. But you do you think we're going to get through both of them? Yeah, yeah. Both albums. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Aloe Black one, Lift Your Spirits, was Black Lives Matter inspired. Mm-hmm. So I reckon we do that and just polish that off completely. And then the Amazons one was like, uh, you and me have a... I'm over in World Indie and <laughs> you're over in World... I don't know what world you're in. Just Emo, my own world. Maybe. 
And then there's this li- <laughs> little solo island. Hey. Um, and then there's this little world called Rock and Roll where you and I have both got a little bit like we're looking over the fence and I can see you. Like we've got in between us. So this is the way I imagine it. Mm-hmm. I've got one house and my garden and then there's in and then in there's a we've got a neighbor in between us and then you are on the other side of the neighbor if you're with me. Right? So I've got mm-hmm. the indie music over there, you've got the emo music and then we can both peek over the fence and see each other looking in to the next door neighbor's garden and the next door neighbor to both of us is playing the Amazons. That's the kind of music that I think, you know, when I hear when I heard that band or when I when I was thinking for the podcast, what do I recommend you? Mm. Um, they jumped to my mind straight away because I was like, this is where Travis meets Moron. Um, okay. In that case, I have a recommendation for you, which is less, less, well, the opposite and not you dipping into my taste, but I think it was me dipping into like your Radio X um, kind of genre that you really really like um fern cotton in, the fer- your, your fern, fern cotton, cotton. i'm dipping into mm, <laughs> no i can't say it like that but yes I'm you know what i mean it's your fern cotton world there's nothing wrong with that yeah okay if you put world on the end it doesn't sound as bad so that's fine um well, i don't have a fern cotton either that makes no sense I know, i'm it's dipping a shame, into your fern cotton <laughs> yeah you deserve someone i've been nice. holding out hope <laughs> is she nice is fern cotton nice do we like fern cotton I'm sh- yeah she seems pleasant <laughs> don't know much about her well you like her music I've ne- taste I've, ne- I've never considered her I've never considered her I've got some weird crushes who would you go out with if you could choose one celebrity out of anyone what, yeah ju- who's your celebrity crush one date or not or like for an, potentially no, like, an extended amount of time yeah like they, um, they see you they see the leopard print thing they love it they're living with you six months has gone by and then your mate turns up at the door to pick you up to take you to Butte. hello it is me <laughs> take it away take, um, I um, um, thing is the first person that just popped into my head is uh, Liv Tyler but um, <clears throat> last, last time I actually looked at Liv Tyler was probably about 15 years ago L- Lord of the Rings Liv, so, Liv Tyler yeah what Gollum no <laughs> I can see you with a golem. Oh, thanks. We both, um, both look like heroin li- addicts. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you would be the golem in Lord of the Rings, wouldn't you? And I'd be the, um, I'd be Samwise Gamgee, I reckon. <laughs> Samwise. <laughs> okay. If you, if you, give yourself the nice one. That's an awful. That's an awful shout. Awful. I'm not a fan. No. Um, Maybe but, I'm looking at the wrong Liv Tyler. Uh, I don't know. But Alexandra Daddario is uh, someone I would. Alexandra did. Oh, Alexandra Daddario eyes. Oh, Didar- she, she in Baywatch? Alexandra Daddario Baywatch comes up straight away. Yes. Oh, now we're cooking on gas. Now we're, to- <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, she's. Oh, look, she's here with the rock. Here they are. Yeah, just chilling out. Yeah, well, they're not chilling. They're uh, what's the thing when you're like smouldering? Smoldering. They're smouldering together. Yeah, that's kind of like Her what head. we do. Yeah, <laughs> oh, smoulder. I've got. I'm awful at smouldering. I just can't. Not that I practice much. I don't stand in front of the mirror and try to smoulder. <laughs> um. 
<laughs> but maybe yeah. we'll do it. Maybe we'll, we'll get a Baywatch-esque photo together this summer. Maybe. But I think I could do a good rock, to be fair. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you asked if I have enough time to review these albums. I, I could do. Yeah. <laughs> Depends Sorry. on. Sorry. No, it's all right. What you have to do to get me back on track is just shout, Da-dum. Chief of. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I'm in. <laughs> I genuinely am. Right, talk to me. Nice. Aloe Black. Oh, so we're doing Aloe Black first. Right. Okay. Um. So. Lift Your Spirit, Aloe Black. So this was, uh, Aloe Black got famous from uh, the Avicii track, um, which was- No, 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 not for me. You I need before. a dollar. That was the first time I heard of him. I need a dollar, dollar, dollar. That's what I need. Ah, hey, hey. Right. Do you know that track? Was that- That was the first time I heard of Aloe Black. It's um, not on that album. It's the album before that. It's the album before the one I gave you. Ah, right. So this was uh um, maybe but to most people we probably did become famous on Yeah, yeah. I I hadn't I th- heard the song I Need a Dollar, but I did not know of him uh, specifically until um uh Wake Me Up. Which so this is what this is what confused me. So I know the Avicii track and then Oh it's um, so sad he died as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's well, never nice. Rest in peace, mate. Um but yeah. he so at the beginning of Lift Your Spirit uh, this album, which was released in what 2014, 2013? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say 2013. 13. Yeah, 2013. So it starts with an acoustic version of um, that song. So Wake Me Up. Yeah, which was very, very confusing for my first listen. Um, I, was, I was like, okay, it, it, I feel it's quite strange to put an acoustic version of a different song you've done as the intro track to an album. So I was a Do bit you? confused. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't... Uh, it, it didn't... It's a smart play. What? It's a what? I think it's quite a smart play because you've got to think about it. Like you say, he's become famous with that track with Avicii. So he's like, oh, if I can do my own acoustic version and stick it on there, like people might find his album, they might find him. Yeah, but that that, that that's why I don't like it. It's like it's it's just like stuck on there as like a marketing tool. It feels like as opposed to ah, being something okay. in itself. And the right, okay. the version itself, I thought was uh, I didn't enjoy. I thought it was it, so he's done this acoustic version, but for me it was too polished. Uh, it didn't sound as good as the original. Um, the whole track felt uh, quite rushed. I thought if you're doing it acoustic, it needed a bit slowing down because it felt like. The vocals were being rushed, uh, and it didn't sound like the vibe. Like, it sounded like he was trying to go for this 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 laid back, uh, cut down vibe, but then didn't dedicate it to it. Um, and so it just sounded like, you know, "Wake Me Up" has just uh, been released, and then a radio station has rung you up and asked you to come in and do an acoustic tomorrow. And they go, "Okay, right, okay, uh, that's the acoustic guitar." This is the piano. Cool. Right. We've got an arrangement and it sounds like they've just done that and then polished it really nicely in the studio. So this kind of um, uh, weirded me out a bit. And so I did not enjoy that as an opener, which is different because uh, I've enjoyed the opening track of every album that we've uh, recommended. Uh, been rec- I've been recommended so far. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'd give you that. That's fair, it's, especially in the O's when he sings. Oh, uh, uh, it's quite rushed. Yeah, when I think, and it, it. it's kind of like I'm surprised you like the original though. That does it doesn't you don't strike me as somebody that would like the original track. 
Um, well, I think I think is it, it's quite a while ago, so I haven't like over listened to it, and I don't listen to radio, uh, mainstream radio, that often. Um, so it didn't get overplayed for me. And so when I hear, hear it, mm. I'm like, yeah, I remember. There's a little bit of nostalgia there. Um, it's well written, uh, yeah, and very well produced. Like Avicii's stuff is very, very oh, well produced. Hang on, he's here. He's he's here. Do you want to come in and have a little chat? The, the chief of the uh, what did I call him earlier? Chiefs, the chief Trimmer. of quality content, uh, quality control. He's in. He's in the building. Do you want to have a chat with him? Hang on. Put the headphones on and sit down. <laughs> yes. Little guest appearance. Oh, hello. Chief All right, darling. How you doing? Control the streamer and the trimmer. Yeah, not bad yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm just slagging off an album that Luke recommended me. So we'll. Uh, oh, is it bad? Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, um, but he doesn't know that yet. So <laughs> we're we're only on track number one. So uh, <laughs> a long way to go then. Yeah, you should you should have come oh. in earlier. We we already had a detour where um, uh, Luke was talking about um, dating Fern Cotton. So we're uh, we're trying to get back on track so we can can actually get some good content in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a slight detour. Did he did he manage to do his homework this week? Then he did. He did. Well, he only had one thing to do. So. It was quite... It's not much for him to fuck up, really, is there? Yeah, they, as a teacher that's been disappointed with their student, I only kind of gave him uh, uh, one assignment. And, and to be honest, it was the assignment that he didn't do the week before. And that's it. So. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, well, I'll, um, I'll let you two crack on, but it's nice to speak to you, man. <laughs> nice to speak to you too. Cheers. In a bit, in a bit. Cheers, mate. Going into my living, streaming and true. Do you want anything from Sainsbury's? Uh... What do I want from Sainsbury's? Um, I do want some stuff from Sainsbury's. Bag of spinach. Bag of spinach. I think that's everything. Blitz Creek. Bag of spinach. Bag of spinach it is. None of this one t-shirt business. None of this one t-shirt business. Bag of spinach. See you later. All right. Hello. Sorry. Is he going to go say hi to the Queen in Sainsbury's? That's what he's... Uh, ah, he's off to see the Queen. Yeah, the queen she's, got, she's got nectar points now. Yeah. I was showing her how to set up that scan and shop on her phone the other day. Oh, so nice. Cheers. Um, and you're yeah, just going to grab chief, your one bag of spinach. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Where were we? Sorry, sorry mate. Yeah. Um, we were Avicii waking yeah, up. I was saying that I didn't feel like you were somebody that would enjoy the original. And you were like, yeah, I was down with the kids. And- yeah, yeah, I was down with the kids in a way. Um, it came out during my uni time where I was studying a lot you of music. You were Warhammers, uh, <laughs> and so I, so I I knew of this song, and you know I I looked at it um, whilst I was learning a lot about music production and stuff. So it was quite interesting. Um, so that starts the album. Did not I thought it was jolty start. Did not enjoy this uh, at the moment, and then the second track is the man, which is the lead single on the album. Yep. And I thought this song was awful. I did not enjoy this song at all. The highlight for me of the song was, of course, the line that he stole from... Well, he didn't stole because the credit is there. But he takes a line from Elton John's Your Song, puts it in the chorus. And the reason why this didn't work for me at all was because I, I listened to it. I heard the Elton John line... And I just wanted to hear the Elton John song, not this song, because everything that was around this line, um, the, and you can tell everybody. And he goes, I'm the man, I'm the man. And I'm, I'm going, no, it just, what? This didn't work for me. So I'll say now, after those two, that uh, 
I, I didn't enjoy this album, really. I didn't you think didn't. it was... No, to did, me... Did you not like Soldier in the City? I quite well, really like Soldier, Soldier in, in the, the City. city. I've written my, fir- city. my first note here uh, on Soldier in the City in my notes. Uh, the first line is, yeah. ooh, a bit more promising. So, and then yeah, it went I on like to be Soldier quite an in interesting song. But to me, the album sounded like... It sounded like Disney had grabbed Aloe Black and said, hey, can you write me, or us, a Stevie Wonder album, but... You can't be edgy at all because we're going to be put it in a movie for three-year-olds. So this is... yeah. Yes, I get that. Mm. Do you know what I always think the album is? Like, it is the perfect album in my head to play in like a hipster cafe on like Sunday brunch. I, it's got that for me. It's got... I don't think the hipsters will, will, will go for it. <laughs> this is the thing. I... Yeah, I, I really... Okay. I, I, I don't think there was... I mean, even as a hipster, or say you're a hipster, I wrote here... Um, I'm not a hipster. Yeah, so I wrote here... So Soldier in the City, I did enjoy a little bit. Yeah, um, I like that track. It felt the most genuine out of the tracks. Like, he was doing something that he wasn't necessarily trying to... Um, uh, it's copy. funky. It's it, got a little nice beat. Yeah, it had a bit of a Gary Clark Jr. vibe to it as well. And it was a bit more edgy than the rest of the album. Um, so that was a good one. Um, I've got for love is the answer. Um, I, I, it, to me, it, it, I wrote le- low calorie Stevie wonder as my first note here. Um, yeah. it just didn't really go anywhere. The chorus was just the verse and that was it. But it, it just happened to be that the lyric is love is the answer. So yeah, I didn't, didn't enjoy that one. Um, and then I kind of I kind of lost it a bit on here today. Um, um, the verse it goes like something like find where I belong, and I was oh, in yeah, those yeah, courses, yeah, like find yeah. where I belong. It sounded like I was like, oh, someone's <laughs> written like an amateur musical theatre production song here. This is, it wasn't, and uh, it to me it felt like it could have been um. It could have been a theme for a really bad kids TV show where they go on an adventure and then there's this like montage where they all find out that friendship was the real treasure along the way. And that, <laughs> that's, that's what all right, could have got Don't diss that because friendship is the real treasure. Yeah, I know, proof. but <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't come in to here wanting to like watch Cartoon Network as great as it is, but... No, yeah. I, 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 no, I don't think this is edgy enough to be on Cartoon Network, to be honest. It need, it, for you, it needs a song in there called Slip My Wrists and I Hate the World, and no, then just, you'd love it. I, I just... <laughs> the, the lyrics, like... The, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling yeah, you. It's fine. So, Keep so, going. Uh, Wanna Be With You, um, it's just a little love song. To be honest, quite uninspiring. And I wrote, if Despicable Me had a romantic comedy spin-off, this would be the theme. Um, okay. Lift your spirit. Um, if High School Musical had a prequel and someone in the school was getting bullied, this would be sung to them to cheer them up. Um, okay. So I didn't enjoy that. Um, Red Velvet Seat. Um, mm. That's an awful track, I think. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought the, no, I the guitar like riff at the beginning was very, very nice. Um, yeah. But then when I started paying attention to more of the lyrics... Um, it's kind of like, I feel like he had a lot of restraints on him. Like he couldn't go fully into what he wanted to do. So like some of the lyrics start to try and sound like be sexy because he's talking about someone being intimate with someone, but the music wasn't sexy. And so I'm there kind of going, 
I feel like he was like I have no idea if this was the album that he wanted to release then you know great for him but it felt like you had a record label <laughs> saying you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that um but the rest of the album after Red Velvet Sea was so can you do this and eyes of eyes of a child I didn't really think much of it ticking bomb ticking bomb okay. ticking bomb I liked ticking bomb Apart from... <laughs> you sounded so simple when you said that. I like Ticking Bomb. bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Disney Ticking album bomb. has had, a, had an impact on <laughs> so I had, yeah. so I enjoyed, So I enjoyed it. I uh, enjoyed the melody, enjoyed yeah. the choruses and everything. But yeah. there's someone with a drum just going boom, 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 boom. The entire thing. And what are they supposed to do with the drum? I don't know. Like, it, I thought it needed to Apart be like half time. Uh, a bit more edgy, a bit more interesting, but it sounds like it sounds like um, a group of really good musicians got together for a jam, and someone said, um, "Yeah, my brother's just started learning drums. Can he join us?" And they go, um, "Okay." <laughs> and he sits down, and it's like, "Oh, what do you know?" And he goes, "Oh, I know this." Dum 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 dum. Wait, don't dum. diss that kid. I, I, I am that kid. <laughs> ah, you guitar. You like guitar. Um, yeah, but all I do is go jing. Jing, jing, jing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, groovy. I like it. <laughs> mm. uh, so, okay. So the so, album didn't do that much to me. And they, this is the kind of thing I didn't feel like uh, this album with Aloe Black had like a place in the music that I'd want to listen to. Um, because if I wanted uh, songs with really like good hooks, interesting, like, quality songwriting i would listen to but wanted this vibe i'd listen to bruno mars if i wanted something that was like the sentimental tracks on this album but more genuine i'd listen to john legend uh if i wanted something with more edge i'd go listen to either CeeLo or uh nas barkley and if i wanted with nice. something with a bit more soul nice. i'd have listened to gregory porter so it didn't stevie like there was, oh yeah, obviously Stevie Wonder, he's a whole thing onto himself. So, but like of these he, kind of. He's a whole thing onto himself. What is well, that he's not exactly <laughs> releasing, uh, releasing his uh, next up and coming album at the moment, really. But, right, okay. okay. He, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's established. Um, just about. He's got, I think a little bit more. <laughs> just about. <laughs> now just he's about. had a shout out on the Travis Pepper podcast. I think he's going to have big things. <laughs> he's about to blow up. People yeah, yeah. be warned. <laughs> if you've not heard, if you've not heard of Stevie Wonder, you're gunning now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the album for me. I, I I did not in I did not enjoy this album. Um, it was probably my the least favorite that I've listened to on the podcast so far. Mate, um, it sounds like my review last week. I, you're just doing this to spite me, aren't you? Like you're just like, hey. <laughs> well, to be honest, Luke, I, I did I did realize that only one of the albums I've recommended has got into the podcast. <laughs> the you've first got, one. You've got you've got a couple in there as well. <laughs> the fir- the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, me, no, yeah, but look, you know, good music, you know, I, if I pick good music that you like and it goes in, you can't, you can't hold that against me. This is not a competition, mate. But if <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I would I definitely know. win. I would yeah. definitely win if it was. <laughs> no, I mean, I was, I feel bad. Right, like, hold I on. I just very... need to change my notes for the Amazons now. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I I do feel like you know the chief the chief streamer was saying it to me the other day. He was like, I don't know how you didn't put that My Chemical Romance album in there. And I've listened to it back, and I still kind of I do feel bad about that. But yeah, oh, chief, I just he, li- he liked it. Ah, oh. well, the streamer the the streamer. Oh, did, yeah, I might start a podcast with him. 
what are you gonna call that just good music and that's it hopefully we will grow i mean i'm all up for some bagpipes because we've not had bagpipes in ages and Mm. um we might drag on for what are we going to do do you have time for the amazons because like yeah yeah control is going to kick off the longer we drag on for well i think Um, if we've uh we've got some pee break and some stuff to edit down here so i think if uh, i get this all then we'll be we'll have three things in 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 this at the moment Okay, um, okay, okay. So, I just looked at. Uh, I just spoke best. about "Lift Your Spirit" by Aloe Black. Uh, it's not Which going in the playlist. Lift your spirit, did not lift didn't. my spirits. No. But let's look to the future no, no, no. with some future dust ah, by the Amazons. Oh, that's almost as good as my wearing the trousers thing. Wearing the trousers, oh, <laughs> good in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, future dust by the Amazons. Um, Two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, so this was last year. Uh, they, these last guys have been year. around since 2017, I think, their first album uh, came out. Um, so I listened to this album. I got some... Obviously, there's some hard rock vibes in there. Um, there is... Uh, so they've got, like, influences from kind of, like, uh, old-school rock. Um, but I found that there was a really big uh, um, Royal Blood uh, influence onto that. Um uh, this album as well, uh, as well as some like 2000s alt rock influences. So I've heard a little bit of white stripes on this um, uh, album as well. So let's have a look. So overall, I find the the thing I really liked about this album was uh, the singer, the vocals. I found really easy to follow. Like I'd be listening mm-hmm. to the album and then I'd go, He'd sing this line for the chorus, and I'd be like, "Oh, nice, nice." It would be really nice if he goes up on the second time. He does. Oh, he does do this. Oh, very nice, nice, mate. Cheers. You uh, did exactly <laughs> what I uh, what I wanted there. So it felt really uh, nice to um, to listen to, and I felt that most of the interesting songs on the album and the exciting songs were towards the beginning. Um, the end kind of blurred a little bit for me, especially on the first few listens, but there are some really nice standout moments. Um, Talk there. about the opening track though. Mother. Is it yeah. mother? So I mean, come on, if we're talking about opening tracks and like making an entrance, that track, like with the drums <laughs> at the beginning and then, and then the riff, the do 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 uh, so in comes like this fuzzy guitar, very typical of 2010s indie alt rock, uh, Radio X kind of music. This is where I drew the Royal Blood comparison and it kind of got like a Queen of the Stone Age uh, kind of fuzz guitar sound, which is quite cool. Um, mm-hmm. The um, the worlds, but like higher. Yeah, yeah, so the yeah. falsetto vocals where it copies the guitar. That's where yeah, I also yeah, got yeah. the kind of white stripes. Yeah. And uh, I really loved the chorus on this. We must sound this. like such idiots for anybody yep. that's <laughs> not heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just sing the entire solo for you guys now. <laughs> yeah, so the Travis mm-hmm. Pepper show where we review music. We just sing it. Sing it. <laughs> sing it, sing it. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was great. It, it was great listening to. It. I really like the chorus, and I really like the um, the way it builds up on this drum fill uh, in the chorus. It um, it has like 
it's long held notes for the first part of the line and then it does this bit where it goes only cause I can and whilst it's doing that it's like the drums are doing this and it, it it's kind mm-hmm. of the whole thing works together it really complements it as well and then uh, this tran- the transition goes really really yeah, nice yeah, yeah. into my second uh, my second favourite song on the album which is the second so track track number two which is Fuzzy Tree which I think was the si- one of the singles um, off okay. there so it, 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 it the, the track ends and it comes into Fuzzy Tree really edgy verses really like that and this is mm. you know, I know how you say we're saying that you um, you thought this was like a crossover in our musical Venn diagram um mm. Oh, that's I, what I wanted. I just wasn't articulating it well. I went oh, right. for back gardens and next door neighbours. <laughs> With a hole in the fence. Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Really worked. Um, but, <laughs> but they have... Um, oh, dear. They have this diagram. edgy oh, verse. And yeah. before the chorus, they have this quite heavy part, this heavy riffy style. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is like, this is my jam. This is kind of my uh, metal rock kind of... Um, the kind of metal that I listen to is stuff where it's really edgy and thrashy in the verses and then goes really catchy and poppy in the choruses. And this was like an 2010s alt rock version of that. Like this, they had mm-hmm. the template that I really, really liked. So it builds up this tension with this dr- uh, really driving heavy part. And then it releases into this uh, rhythmic, catchy, chantable uh, chorus. And it had a re- uh, it was one of those where. I find in a lot of indie music and I'll reference the Arctic Monkeys there. They did a song called, it was off the album with the waveform on it. AM. AM. It's the lead song. What's, um, fuck. My, my internet on my thing is just dying. So it can't tell me. Where you've had a few. Are you mine? No. Do I want to know? Do I want to know? So I think that's yeah. an amazing riff. But what I didn't like was he just copied the vocal line, just copied the guitar. I, I, and that, that, to me, ruined that Arctic Monkey song for me because it's an amazing riff. Really? Yeah. I but, like that. Though. And it's very common in indie rock music for, for stuff like that. It's quite simply done. And But for this, the lead guitar that's going on in the chorus... Beaut- in Fuzzy Tree beautifully interacts with the vocal. I thought it was beautifully. great. And um, yeah, and then the song, I, I'm, it's something very simple, but the song slows down at the end. And I like this because it, it, it doesn't, it gives me the feeling that they thought about the how, you know, the speed and the energy of the album and it, tr- it then slows down and then goes into the track uh, 25. I didn't enjoy 25. It felt a bit oh, of a silly to me. I like me. 25. Um, I, like, I'm a fan of 25. I'm upset like, you don't like 25. Well, my theory is if I, um, if I only liked, if I'd only really listened to this kind of music and then I heard a track like uh, 25 on this album, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, this is interesting. This is cool. But I think I've listened to music like 25 a lot across other different genres. Um, so it seemed a bit tokenistic uh, as a track, um, which was cool. Um, it worked in the sense of the album. Um, then it has this nice transition track. I always love an interlude on an album, an interlude track. So the Maya is just this um, 
uh, atmospheric -y kind of track, which is nice. Uh, and then it goes into Doubt It. And th this is where my notes, I had to go back and redo my notes because everything from here on was like, ah, oh, quite cool. And I'm like, James, you need, to, you need to say a bit more than it's just quite cool. Travis. Um, please please yeah, don't Jarvis. refer to yourself as James on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, they did. Um, what was it? Doubt it. End of End of Wonder is, I think, a wicked track. Uh, I really like End of Wonder. Oh no! You, track number you, you seven. Jumped, jumped so far ahead. I'm so confused. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Where am I? Doubt uh, it. All over town. So yeah, doubt, doubt, end doubt. It was cool. Cool chorus. I really enjoyed um, the the chord choice. Um, and it had a bit of like a, um, not sarcastic, but a, like a little bit of a cocky kind of vibe to it, which I liked. Uh, All Over Town, it gets, it's got a really, really nice riff in it. It's quite, it's a little ballady. Would you say it's ballady compared to the rest of the album? It's I'll a bit be honest with you, back. I can't remember All Over Town. It's, a, it's the... And it's just really chilled. Nah, I really combo. like it. It was a nice little bit in the like center of the album, so that was good. And okay. then End of Wonder, again, I was like, um, cool chorus. And uh, it's got a line in it. Where is it? Something, I'd take you back to where you were before. Yeah, yeah. i take you back to where, where you were, you were yeah, yeah. before. Um, yeah, yeah. And what I liked about this is, Okay, so I'll, I'll explain why I don't listen to indie as a genre, like the Radio X kind of music. I feel a lot of it is quite mundane. And I, and I listen to music, especially in my teenage years, to like escape and like think of something different, bigger, or, or be related to. And so a lot of indie music is, they talk about, you know, Going to the pub, have find a nice gal, something like that, um, which is charming in its own way. But it's not what it's not something that I actively go out of my way to listen to. And I find that in a lot of the genre, I find that there's a lack of um, passion, theatricality, emotion, or entertainment value. You said lack of emotion. Yes, that's why I resonate with it. Makes sense because <laughs> it's one. Oh, so wait, one your, emotion. Your, your emotion is I, indie music. Is that is that your one? I emotion? love it. I love a track about going to the pub and drinking a white lightning <laughs> and then throwing up in a bush. I'm like, yeah, I can understand that. Don't have to think too much. <laughs> it does help, I guess. It does help. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You, but, know, you just enjoy it. It's just a nice vibe. Yeah, but the reason why I explained that whilst uh, talking about just about to talk about uh, end of wonder is mm -hmm. because. It has this, like, isn't like God in the flame. It's like got this big building up chorus. It's it's mm. it. This is the most passion I've heard in this like this kind of like alt rock genre, and I felt quite uplifted um, by. Would you put this, this in alt rock? Then that's where you'd stick this album. To, well, to me, as someone who doesn't listen to this genre much, I would just call it indie, but I do recognise that it has a lot of production characteristics that are different to, like, Block Party, Arctic Monkeys, Two-Door Cinema. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, to the it, instead, of, jang like, instead of jangly guitar, it's, like, fuzzy guitar. And, you know, it's 
it's quite textbook with the stuff that they put on the guitar tones. Like it's, it's a fuzz face, uh, plug in and I know, I know it. Um, so, uh, but it's influenced by something different. It's not influenced by like the Smiths. It's more influenced by stuff like Led Zeppelin. So I do recognize yeah. that there is a difference, but, um, yeah, I think I, I was explaining this to my mate earlier this week and they kind of, they went, uh, oh, I know what you're trying to say. It's everything that's on Radio X. And I was like, ah, right. Okay. So it's less a genre, more of a scene as opposed to a genre. Um, but yeah, End of Wonder I thought was awesome. I don't know why I haven't put that. So I've put All Over Town in, in my top three tracks, but I think I should have End of Wonder in there because it's really cool. Um, my top three... I'd yeah, go mother twenty. I'd go mother. These are my top four: mother twenty five, end of wonder, and Georgia. Ah, okay, so the last um, track on the album, I really like. I I enjoyed um, Georgia. I really enjoyed like the ending to it, how it, how it concluded. <laughs> um, not the fact that it ended, but <laughs> um, but I don't like I don't like a fade out. The the song fades out, so I don't I don't. don't I am. Um, don't enjoy a fade out. Do you, do you know what I, I? I think the opening sounds a little bit like the animals, almost House of the Rising Sunny. That riff at the start, you know, when they kick off with Georgia. I get that kind of maybe, uh, maybe that's wrong, but I get this kind of animals House of the Rising Sun style vibe from it. And when I listen to the lyrics, right, it sounds like a a love song. And this is one thing I'll I'll share with you. You might not pick this up. This is probably a load of tripe. Um but it he talks about he's losing Georgia, right? When yeah. did we stop connecting all the dots, mm-hmm. hiding the truth behind all that we lost? So I've begun to understand I'm losing Georgia. Yeah. Um and you and I thought, ah, oh, it's a love story, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a mm-hmm. love story about how he's splitting up with um how he's splitting up with this girl. But Mm -hmm. then the more I listened to it, I created this story in my head that actually he's singing about somebody that's got an eating disorder and he's going to lose her because she's going to die of this eating disorder. Because there's a scene where he says something along the lines of, I'm just trying to find it. You put coins in all your pockets um, in an attempt to fool the scales or something like that. And it talks about how she, uh, and I took that as she's loading up her weight mm. in, in an attempt to fool the scales and make it look like she's heavier than she is. Um, wow. And he talks about like, there's only so much that I can do. Um, this is that he talks about stuff being in her head. So I've created this narrative that actually like, listen back to it. No, I can see that. I, yeah. Yeah. I can. I, yeah, I can listen he's to it. singing about a girl that is suffering from an eating disorder and she can't admit it in her head and she's trying to trying to fool him she's trying to fool her friends and eventually he's going to lose her because she's going to die which is why he's actually this singing of not a breakup but he's singing Mm. of losing her because she dies and that could be complete codswallop that but um that's what I took from that song. And I've always really liked it from that. I'm like, oh, I found the hidden meaning <laughs> to this song. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I, I, um, he, yeah, it's a song about losing. Because a lot of um, songs about, you know, losing someone are um, the, the most, most people in the world experience losing someone in the form of, you know, a breakup or something like that. So that is mm. something that a lot of people will think about it. But there are many different ways that you can lose someone. And like you said, um, I've just yeah. found the lyrics. So he says, you put coins in all your pockets because you know they fool the scales, but the only one you're fooling is your goddamn self. Mm. You put coins mm. in all your pockets because you know they fool. And at the end, at the end, his last line is, I've begun, I've begun to understand I'm losing Georgia. Mm. Like he's getting his head around that she's struggling with this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I took from that. 
this I found there, there was a lot more. I I was I I got similar um similar kind of levels uh, of investment as I did with the um Mumford and Sons album with the kind of stories that he was talking about on here. Of course, Mumford and Sons they stole a lot of their lyrics from Shakespeare and uh, the Bible, which is made it did did give it this big grand um theme. But um, that album's poetry, and I yeah. will never back down on that opinion. So um, but yeah, and then. Yeah, the album was great. And the two other ones that I haven't mentioned were, okay, they had the reprise of uh, 25, which was cool. Yeah, um, I like that, yeah. But there was Dark Visions. Um, <laughs> Dark Visions okay. sounded very Fallout Boy towards the beginning. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, I liked yeah, that it. opening riff, I can see that. But like, I think I think we need, I, t- I didn't enjoy the cowbell. The cowbell made me kind of, kind of go, mm. I love a cowbell. Yeah, I do, but in an old track when cowboy wa- cowbell was a thing. So I'm a I, sucker for a cowbell. Yeah, but I, I always see it as like a bit of a gimmick at the moment. But the, yeah, Dark Visions was cool, and then I thought Warning Sign was the coolest riff on the album. Um, out of all of them, I wouldn't I wouldn't say the song was my favorite, but the riff there was um, particularly cool. Um, yeah. So, so come on then, give me a verdict. You got to wrap this one up. We've spoken about this one for a long time, so people will be getting bored. We're an hour and a half in, like. Yeah, the chief so this quality is, control this is, this is, is going to be coming down hard. Well, okay, so I would say, so I was struggling to decide this because I had so much. I've listened to more indie and alt rock than I have in a, at least a decade uh, in uh, in these last few months from you. <laughs> I'm slowly bringing you over to the dark side. Yeah, Come yeah. Travis. So, so I was Come thinking to myself me. when I was listening to it, I was like. I was a bit negative towards the beginning. I was like, "Oh, it's just another one of these albums." It's like, it's like, the, it's, it's like the latest Foles album. It's just You're another be thing. So bored. And a hundred episodes in. Yeah. So I was just like, James, you're gonna have to have words oh. with him. You're gonna have to insist that he tries to push the boat out a little bit. And um, I was thinking, oh, okay. But I then put my ideas up, gave it a proper listen, and I was like, you know, it, it is a good album. I would have enjoyed it more if I'd had a bit more time between the last kind of um, indie style albums that I listened to. But it is a play. It's an album that I've gone back and listened to, and I've put the songs in uh, the first two songs in playlists as well. So I did enjoy the album, Mate, and so I would recommend you, it to someone. You just moan. You just moan all the time because I gave <laughs> you an album that was completely different, and you're like, "Oh, it's Disney and it's High School Musical <laughs> and it's a load of shit." Yeah, I did. And then I go as well. <laughs> I tried, all right. I tried with something different. You've shot me down on that. Well, keep you trying, me down keep trying, man. <laughs> just, just. I love it I'm when gonna, you try. <laughs> I'm going to Google in Spotify, slit your wrists, and see if an album comes up. And if it's it probably does, a, I'm there's a probably a playlist. Yeah, yeah. I'm subscribed slit to that your... playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Founded by Travis Pepper. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, Anyways. are we going in? Are we not? Do we get we are, Magic yeah, Bad yeah, yeah. We're we're, 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 on, we're definitely going in with that album. Like, no, no, it's another uh, one that's in. Yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo. So it's um, it's it's good. So um, yeah, the Amazons Future Dust. I definitely recommend it to anyone who's listening. It's going in. Um, I'm so this week we've had yeah Future Dust. Um, You're not going to play the, the bagpipes. Is that oh. what happens now? Oh, gosh. Oh, you're so demanding, aren't you? Can't, Mate, you, just, this is can't you just let me slag been... off your albums in peace? It's <laughs> so well, much easier. If you easier. put it in, the bagpipes <laughs> come out. 
And this is my favourite bit. Okay, here we go. It's going in, it is a win, it's a Travis Pepper playlist time. It's going in, it is a win, it's a Travis Pepper playlist time. (laughs) So that was Future Dust, the Amazons. It's going in the playlist, so... Everybody, go and enjoy. Play this time. Everybody, go and enjoy. Yeah, everyone, cool. go and enjoy. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Everybody, go and enjoy. I'm so, glad that you enjoyed it, mate. Yeah. So this week, yeah, we had uh, Future Dust uh, by the Amazons. That's gone in. Uh, we had, have they seen me? <laughs> when they see us. Oh, the it. Netflix documentary, uh, definitely another recommended as well. There, so shall we put together something? And for Aloe Black went next week. Yeah, Aloe Black went. <laughs> so very, very mature reviewing that we're doing right now. So, uh, well, we've got the bagpipes for the good. We've got the <laughs> for the bad. So I'll get a little sample um, and make it good. So, mate, I could. I don't know what you want to do next week. There's no way I'm finishing Pilgrim. I'll mm-hmm. set the book on fire if I move the pages that fast. Um, that's not happening. So, I probably need until next week to get it done. Ah! I was going to say, album, we could album spin and a movie. Album and a movie. Let's got, do it. Let's I've do got some. Um, I've prepared neither. Okay, so I've got. Um, I've got an album for you um, okay. because I know I know you don't know these people because. Uh, I said that you'd enjoy them and you'd never uh-huh. heard of them. So this is a band uh-huh. called uh, Dry the River. Dry uh, the River. I haven't yeah. heard of them. And the album is called um, Shallow Bed. See what they did there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, these these guys, uh, I saw them at Reading Festival in 2012. Um Really enjoyed their their um, their music. They had one song that really really caught me um, as well. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice to hear what you see about that. But then I listened to the album and I thought the album was really really nice as well. So that's that. And uh, yeah, do you, movie movie. You want a movie? You want a movie? Well, I've just had a quick think about what um, I want to give you for an album. So I um, we've spoken about your celebrity crushes. And okay. one of mine is the lead singer of this band. And you're probably going to say it's more indie shit. I don't know. I've tried to go with something that's slightly different. Okay. But um, do you know Do you know where I'm going? No, you don't know where I'm going. Um, London Grammar, If You Wait, 2013, just came out of uni. I used to fancy the pants of her. Hannah Reed is the lead singer. Ah. Um, but they're a three-piece. What do you call that? A triplet? Trio. A trio. Yeah, <laughs> they're, a, they're a trio from London um, mm. and their first album If You Wait was... well, she you know did the what, vocal mate, on it's... something that we listened to oh, no I, I listened said to it recently. sounded like her oh it sounded like her right I okay. said it sounded like her in Rationale one of his like the second oh, yeah, track yeah, was I was it. like was sounds like Hannah Reed from London Grammar um, right. cool yeah so I like this album I like them as a three I'm sure you'll slag it off but Probably. give it a go um, and movies, yeah. What are we going to do? What, is there a theme to the movies, or? Well, I've still got that list of movies that I put forward for you, uh, which you could put okay. for yourself out. Um, okay. So we then you put can... it on a spinner, and then we could do spinning again, but we won't because we have time. Um, but unless you cut it, I've got a movie that I th- I haven't seen but want to see. 
and I think it looks really okay. good. So we could both do that movie if you uh, if you felt up for it. Okay, let's do that. Let's do okay. that. Uh, do you know what I was about to do? I was about to go random movie generator in Google and just see what it spat out. <laughs> I'm so glad we did not do that. Last time we put it down to fate, we got given a 750 page book to do. So yeah, um, I am. I am <laughs> taking. I am taking a piss. That book should be called not I am Pilgrim. Yeah. So. Um, uh, the movie that I'm putting forward for us is uh, yes. the the Peanut Butter Falcon. You what? The Peanut Butter Falcon. I just found this trailer on YouTube. Um, so it's about this. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do you want a quick synopsis uh, that I know about, or, or are you going to go the, in blind? The peanut. Uh, I'll do what I do with everything else in life. Go down okay. with my heads well, down, but- <laughs> thumbs up, lots of energy. <laughs> just uh, hope okay. for the best. Well, in order to make sure that you actually pick the right movie and don't do the wrong movie um yeah yeah it, the quick synopsis is it is there's a kid called zach who's got down syndrome and he's in care but then he runs away from home to fulfill his dream of becoming a wrestler um mate okay uh look, like you picked the what's it called last time captain fantastic mr fantastic mm-hmm. mr Fan- mm-hmm. captain captain fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And um that was good. So hopefully you'll do the same. Yeah, yeah. I found it. I found the right film. The 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 picture is them like looks like they're on a desert island or something. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sweetest film, do you know what I mean? It's pink writing, the peanut butter falcon. I like peanut butter, to be fair. Oh. So I wouldn't know. It's a, it's a good, so, that's a good start. <laughs> oh, you yeah. can't have peanuts, can you? No. But I that will have That would be one film. of the biggest issues if you and I were ever to live together. You were nuts. I already know you're nuts. I, though, I like, so it's fine. I, I like, no, no, I like nuts. Mm-hmm. And I also like peanut, peanut butter. Yeah. And if I, if I had to live with you, that would be, a, do you know what? I'd really have to consider that. If you wow. were like, let's live together. And I had to give up peanut butter. Right. We're going to have an argument next time. So, Travis Pepper. Yeah. Peanut. No, would you up, give up peanuts give for up. pepper? I, do you know what? Ask me next week. I'm going to have a think about it. Cause it's a you need a week I need to, to decide. Consider. Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be part of my homework. Yeah. This okay. Week. Cool. So we got we got a movie uh, that we both need to watch, and then we got an album each. So we got an Peanut Butter Falcon perfect. to watch, and then I'm gonna be listening to London Grammar. Uh, if you wait, and you'll be listening to Dry the River Shallow Bed. It will be Looking interesting. Forward to it, mate. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, it as always, man. Right. I've enjoyed it. It's nice to catch up with you. I love you lots. I love you lots too. Muchos gracias. I love you. Bye. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening, guys. If you had as much fun listening as we did prating about on record, then tune in next week where we'll do it all again. But between now and then, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Mentoring a Moron. So good luck trying to get that out of your search history.